This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 234. Education needs to be turned on its head, part one, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Hello, and welcome to Optimal Relationships Daily. I'm your host, Joss Marie, and this is the show where we select content from a variety of the best relationship blogs out there. And then, with author permission, I narrate the articles to you every Monday through Friday. Today, I'll actually be narrating the first part of a two-part post by Leo Babauta that points out the problems he sees with the traditional school system. So, if you're cool with it, I'm going to dive right into Leo's post and start optimizing your life. Education Needs to be Turned on Its Head Part 1 by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net Quote, Our culture lies. They say they want to encourage and reward individuality and creativity, but in practice, they try to hammer down the pointy parts and shame off the different parts. Sandra Dodd Going through the traditional school system in California, Washington, and Guam was never my favorite thing as a kid, but as a parent, I've grown to realize that the whole system is upside down. Not the system of any particular state or nation, but system of education as a concept. Traditionally, schools use this model. Number one, decide on what kids need to know to prepare them for adulthood. Number two, prepare a curriculum based on this. Number three, give students a schedule based on this curriculum. Number four, have educated teachers hand them the info they need and drill them in skills. Number five, the student reads, memorizes the info, learns the skills, and becomes prepared. And number six, students must follow all rules or be punished. This is actually more important than the info and skills, although it's never said that way. Unfortunately, this isn't a great model, mostly because it's based on the idea that there is a small group of people in authority who will tell you what to do and what you need to know, and you must follow this obediently like robots. And you must not think for yourself or try to do what you want to do. This will be met with severe punishment. This is ideal if you're going to be a corporate employee and need certain skills in order to work for the corporation, mostly skills of obedience, actually. This isn't ideal for the workplace of the coming decade when people are less likely to be employed by a large corporation and more likely to work for themselves and have to think for themselves and figure out for themselves what they want to do and learn new things for themselves without a teacher. Things are changing faster than ever before. Every month, new technology is announced that alters the way people work or will work in the future, and we need to be able to learn and adapt to this ever-changing landscape. How are we to do that? Or how are our children to learn that if they have no authority telling them what they need to know or how to learn or what to do? People often grow up to be competent learners and achieve great things after going through the traditional school system. But this is in spite of the system, not because of it. We are pretty adaptable people, inherently curious, and we can learn without an authority. But the current school system tries to beat this down. It usually fails to some degree, but to the degree it succeeds, it harms people. Schools fail not because they don't impart knowledge or skills, but because they kill curiosity, smother excitement for learning, club down with a furious brutality our desires to be independent, to think for ourselves, to learn about things that actually interest us. Quote, 
I suppose it is because nearly all children go to school nowadays and have things arranged for them that they seem so forlornly unable to produce their own ideas. Agatha Christie But teachers are great. Yes, I agree they are. My wife was a middle school teacher of English, and she worked tirelessly with her students' interests at heart. She really wanted to teach them to love reading and did everything in her power to do so. Unfortunately, she was frustrated by the authoritarian nature of school administration and left. She now homeschools our kids and is trying to give them the freedom to learn on their own. My grandmother was a teacher for decades. My aunt is a teacher, first of elementary and middle schools, now of children in a juvenile detention center, and is wonderful at getting kids to love reading. My father is an artist, teaching others to love art and to do it well. I love teachers and have the highest respect for them. I just think they're in a system that doesn't work, that cannot work given the nature of what the world has become. How can we prepare children for a future we cannot foresee? How do we know what skills they will need, what knowledge will be important in 10 years or 15? We have no idea what the world will look like then. I sure don't. Do you? Does anyone know how people will be working 15 years from now? I submit this is impossible. And what's more, it always has been impossible. The workplace now is vastly different than it was when I was a lad in short pants three decades ago, running around in the schoolyard, wiping snot from my nose, and learning about the Cold War. People then didn't have computers in the workplace, at least not most of them. And those who did have computers didn't have anything resembling what we have today. Most people used electric typewriters, and fax machines weren't in offices yet. Fax machines. So yes, I love teachers and think they are incredible at what they do. What I think they need to do, though, is not be teachers, but facilitators. Don't direct learning, because when students grow up, they won't be directed in their learning. They'll be self-taught. Think about it. When you learn things today as an adult, do you learn from a teacher or do you learn things on your own? And isn't learning on your own more fun? Don't you love learning new things? Doesn't that make the learning stick with you for longer than when you had to memorize things in school? What we learn in school isn't nearly as important as how we learn, because how to learn is the lesson of school. Quote, The founding fathers in their wisdom decided that children were an unnatural strain on their parents, so they provided jails called school, equipped with tortures called education. John Updike To be continued You just listened to part two of the post titled, Education Needs to be Turned on Its Head, by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Thank you to Leo for his insight. I'll actually be narrating part two of this post in tomorrow's episode if you'd like to hear the rest of it. Also, just a quick reminder to sign up for our mailing list if you'd like to be submitted for our monthly book giveaway. You can sign up right at oldpodcast.com. And we actually do a drawing on the first of every single month. So you've got just about two weeks until the next one. But that's a wrap for today's show. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I hope to see you again tomorrow, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more, from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. 
So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.